Hello, and welcome to a subscription box light episode on the Comic Book Page podcast. My name is John Mayo. In this episode, I will be opening up a subscription box and discussing the contents. This is going to be the first subscription box light. I just thought that was a nice pun or plan words for the uh, spotlight stuff. With all of the... First off, I'm joined here with uh, my sister Kay Kellum from popartsplace.com. I've been fascinated by these boxes which have popped up not just for fandom and things, but I'm now seeing them for food for makeup, for all kinds of things. For children, there are those out for if you have a toddler, you can get a box a month of uh, educational toys and things for toddlers and stuff. So I've been fascinated with what comes in these crates and boxes each month. Well, and that's why I decided to go ahead and create a new episode type of the the subscription box light. Um, because, I mean, these subscription boxes are all over the place. Mm. With Loot Crate having done a number of big deals for Rocket Raccoon, uh, a Batman issue, uh, presumably Orphan Black, um, which, I mean, I've got sitting right here in, in my hands the, uh, the unopened Loot Crate for March 2015. In there, I'm be- expecting, and I could be wrong, but I'm, well, actually I'm not wrong because they, they already sent a press release out on this. Um, that they did an exclusive cover for from Black Number One. See, and I can't wait to see this. I'm I'm excited to find out what is actually because I've seen the pictures of this is the type of stuff that's in a loot crate, and I've seen the booths and stuff, but I've never seen somebody's unopened loot crate. I'll admit it's smaller than I expected, given how much stuff I've seen comes out of these. I don't have a uh, ruler here. I wish I did to to measure this with because it is it's a different dimension than I was thinking. But I think I was expecting something which I think is more the size of like a nerd block, which is another one of these subscription things. True, and there's definitely from the unopened state at this point. I would guess there's not there's certainly not multiple action figures in this. No, gosh, I would be. I mean, if if there is a T-shirt in this. Uh, the, that that eats up a lot of the space right yes. there. I mean, this thing is about as wide as you know a, a DVD case. It's probably about twelve inches long, maybe about three to four inches tall. I'm gonna say two inches tall. You know, maybe six by twelve thereabouts, give or take. Yeah. Um, I was expecting something more box-like, more squarish, yes. cubish, than this rectangular thing. Really, it looks like. You could put a, not that they will, but a stack of comics in there, you know, again, a couple inches thick. Yeah. So about um, half to two-thirds of, of what I get any week. And that's if you pack it in tight. Yes. Um, But I decided to get this uh, because they've been doing a lot of interesting stuff. It's like I'm curious. I went ahead and signed up for a full year. Yeah. Well, now, and you talked with me about when you were considering doing it, and one of the points you mentioned was not being sure that every single item in a given box would hit your particular interests, at which point I very graciously mentioned you do have a sister who has overlapping and different interests than yourself. Yes. There might be appropriate items in there to, oh, give your loving sister as a gift. Or what I'm figuring, auction though, off at work as possible prizes to good co-workers. 
periodically uh, where I work, we do a, a silent auction and some other stuff where people put things up for auction and it goes to a good cause. Right now, I think it's going to like a children's charity or something like that for mm-hmm. part of the bowling league or whatever. Our company has also been one of the, uh, if not the largest, one of the largest sponsors uh, uh, giving to the charity event every year for the last couple. Um, so whether I do that or not depends on what's in there and how well I keep track of, of stuff between now and then. Twelve of these are coming. This is the first of twelve. So Loot Crate has 12 opportunities to either convince me, yes, I should keep going after the year, or no, I should not. Uh, but I also figured it'd be kind of fun just from a uh, a pop quiz, if you will, mm. of pop culture. Yes. Can yes. we even tell what some of the stuff is from? And I'm you're likely to do better than I am on quite a bit of it, I would think. That we'll see. But the other thing is I thought this would be fun to do for the two of us as an unboxing um, audio. A lot of these are on on uh, YouTube as videos, and I've seen some. I've, I follow uh, a tech guy who gets the nerd block and opens those. And it's funny because I've watched a couple of these, him and some others. They open it, oh, wow, this is awesome. And I'm like, it's a sticker. <laughs> and it's hard to tell how much they're just you know putting on for the audience or whatever. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get any of that here. Either I'm impressed or I'm not. Same with you. Yeah. And... It works out to, for what I paid, about $18 a box. Okay. So the question is, are we going to get a random assortment of things where I feel we got something in the box that was worth getting? Mm-hmm. Potentially $18 worth. Yes. Or come the end of the year, am I better off just saying, well, I'm going to budget $18 and go buy me, you know, whatever. Well, and going back to the way I think of things, which can be a little different, I mean, I will admit, I started my Christmas shopping back in January in terms of I have a place where I hoard because we're, we're not the only siblings in the family. There are other children among us, believe it or not, etc. So I have a little place where I hoard a, oh, my sister would love this. I'll just put a little post-it note on it that says for Christmas or for her birthday, etc. Yeah. And there may be things that come in here that as we open it, we go, oh, wait, there's someone in the family who's a huge fan of that. This is perfect. Exactly, exactly. And there's also, they've built these things as kind of a, a convention freebies in a box kind of a, a thing. We've been going to San Diego for decades and some other, and many other conventions and stuff over the years. I'm curious how it compares in that respect, too. And I have been curious if they really are the things that are the convention freebies. And we've seen a lot in terms of are the exclusives in yeah. that respect and things that will come home from a convention with, for instance, uh, the year Pan Am had the booth at Comic-Con mm-hmm. and I went in and I did the booth and I loved it. And as I came out, they gave me a tote bag and I even tweeted, you know, best baggage claim ever. You go in with nothing and you come out with baggage yeah. they gave you. And I enjoyed it so much. I took you back to show you. And we came out and they gave us each a bag. And the next year we were telling friends about it. And one of our friends who hadn't been there was so amazing. He's like, oh my God, I used to fly Pan Am. I wish I had one of those bags. They're impossible to buy. So I gave him our spare, which was an impossible to buy item. Yeah. Now, obviously something that big would never come in something like this, but you know, they had uh, at the Bandai booth um, exclusive Power Ranger little figures. Yes. That's small enough it could easily fit into this sort of a thing. Yeah. Now, when I created the episode image, I was very tempted to spell box light 
instead of B-O-X-L-I-G-H-T, B-O-X-L-I-T-E. Mm. Because if you feel this, it's, it's fairly lightweight. Yeah, it's deceptively lightweight. And it was one of those things that, I mean, I, again, haven't opened it yet, don't know what's in it, don't know what to expect out of this. Mm -hmm. But it was both different dimensions and lighter weight. It is really uh, not that. I'm trying to think what would be. It weighs, you know, maybe a couple of DVDs, you know, kind of a thing. It's it's really just not that much weight. Yeah. Which is fine. It makes it lighter to ship, cheaper to do whatever. I'm not expecting lead weights here, nor do I necessarily want that. But it comes down to what can they put into this and and have Mm -hmm. it be cool. And how good of a job do they do justifying the continued subscription? Now, going back to your remark that it was $18 a month, is shipping on top of that or included? That's a good question. Uh, It is included. Okay. It is, I think, $13.95 a month plus $6. Okay. Which puts it – and I – I got the year, which makes it a little bit cheaper, and I had a, a code or whatever to knock $3 off. So I wound up spending for the year $212, give or take a dollar. Okay. And that covered the shipping. That covers everything. I apparently also am added into a uh, uh, lottery or whatever to get the, the mega you know crate or whatever that, that month. Mm. Uh, the theme this month was Covert. Oh, I had noticed they have themes, and I'm pretty sure other companies have themes as well yeah. by month. So, from the images, I was expecting a James Bondish kind of something, nice. you know, because um, they had a, a James Bond-looking uh, uh, character in the ad. They had, obviously, Orphan Black, they mentioned that, and I'm trying to think what else. It, it, spy-type stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been intrigued by the theming of the boxes. I thought that was a good move on the company's parts, not to just be basic comic books or yeah. basic gaming or basic. I don't want. I don't like saying basic nerd or basic geek. Generic. Yeah, it, it's it's lowest, not lowest common denominator, but common denominator. It's yeah. not targeted. And I'm curious. I mean, I, there's a lot more of these subscription things out there than I had realized. Yeah. And I'm wondering if there are other ones that I may want to start getting, hence not having called this the first monthly yeah. subscription box light. Well, and We may do more than one a month if I get other stuff. Because we've mentioned that we both eat gluten-free, people have emailed me on occasion to mention that there are even these gluten-free boxes that mm-hmm. are available, which, you know, five years never would have occurred to me five years ago. Well, and... It's one of those things. We may get more uh, of these. We may not. Obviously, we're getting the the one for the next uh, one a month for the next year. With uh, summer and the convention schedule and our travel and stuff, we may get behind. So these episodes will come out as frequently as we can do them and stuff. They will be like little miniature Christmases every time I want to open presents. No, I'm kidding. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> one of the things I know some of these companies do and some do not is have like a flyer in there of this is a, an inventory sheet. Oh, clever. Clever. So I would hope if I, if I were doing one of these crates, I would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know if every box they sent out? I mean, I'm sure they're meant to be equitable, if that makes sense. But are they meant to be identical? I am assuming you're getting 
the same thing, but not uh, in so much as... Everybody gets a t-shirt from Morphin Black, for instance, but not necessarily the same design? Yes, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Or you may get one of the action figures in this assortment. Okay. But not always, not everyone may get the same action figure. Okay, so you may get a Star Wars figure from this set, but not necessarily everybody gets Darth Vader. You may get Luke Skywalker. Or Stormtrooper or Leia or what... that's, That's my... Supposition. Okay, that's fine. But I would have to probably watch a lot of YouTube videos to really know for sure. I was just going back to the total novice aspect, just curious. I would hope they would do it in an equitable way, mm-hmm. and it really comes down to what deals they can swing. Yes, definitely. So, And going back to what you've said about the numbers, when they swing a deal to get a comic book into these, it seems to greatly raise the distribution numbers for that comic book. Orphan Black did just shy of half a million units. And that's phenomenal, both in terms of the visibility yeah. for Orphan Black, which starts up a new season soon uh, any day now i really wish i had the date on the tip of my tongue i want to say doesn't matter i don't know when this episode's going up yet yeah but it's soonish yeah i'm looking forward to it but orphan black also had eight covers nine covers ten covers in just the comic arena Mm. so it wasn't just loot crate Mm -hmm. and we've seen other times where a nerd block deal or whatever hits and it, it doesn't move it as much so Loot Crate seems to be the predominant geek one, but mm-hmm. I know there's like a Brick Crate for Lego fans, ah. which is tempting, mm-hmm. uh, and some other stuff. Now, if listeners have ideas on other crates that, that we might find of interest. Other crates they're getting and could tell us about. I'd love to yeah. know more about what's available and if they know, you know, basically, are they all, I don't want to say identical because that's probably not a fair word, but... If they know much about what's in them. Are they, yeah. How are they themed in terms of the target audience or monthly theme? What's the pitch for them? And are they similar-ish enough or different enough or unique enough? If you're getting one, are you liking it? And if you dropped one, why? Because some people may stop getting one because of budget, but other people may get one because they're disappointed and for a reason that may or may not apply to us. Well, I saw one or two and I think it might have been NerdBlock even. that It was not cheap. Yeah. And then you paid shipping as well. Yeah. Now, speaking of dropping one, I, I did spend a little time on YouTube last night just seeing what other subscription boxes were out mm. there. That's where I found out about the the brick one. There seemed to be a surprising number of ones that have just Japanese stuff, mm. candy, and, and things like that. Okay. And when you said, you know, if, if somebody were to drop one, well, apparently somebody got one and it had a drink in it. They didn't drop it, but it came with the thing shattered or broken and the, the, the sticky, you know, soda or drink or whatever had gotten all over everything. Oh. So, I mean, I wouldn't want something that's got a liquid like that. Yeah. And because of our food allergies, I wouldn't want something that's got food. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm curious what all is out there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we want to talk about before we actually dive into this one. I'm personally, it's like, you know, Christmas and whenever I'm anxious to just dive in and, and get to see what's there. If you want to put it between us, maybe, and you. I was thinking I'll put the box where I've got it and then I'll move the stuff okay. over towards you. Okay. We'll go item by item. Okay. And the questions I think we need to be sure to answer at the end, do we feel we got $18 worth of value? Okay. In other words, did it at least break even? Okay. And based on this one, what rating, you know, A through F, letter grade kind of a scale, 
pluses and minuses if, if we feel warranted. Okay. Uh, do we give this particular box? Okay. And based on this one, it, do we think continuing the service makes sense? Okay. I would also add to that list of questions, assuming we remember our own questions at the end. Um, how well did you feel it was aimed towards your interests versus mine? Yes. No, totally, totally. You know, because we, I went into this assuming it was probably more a you thing than a me thing, even though when we go to conventions, I'm usually the one that goes, oh, shiny object I must pick up. But I was hoping that this would be like the comic book that you're interested in and that kind of We've thing. We've got a, a, a mutual friend who I don't think we've seen at a convention in a little while. But she's the kind of person that I think this is after, the target audience for this. It basically, ooh, shiny, I must have. Oh, yes, yes. So I, I don't want to say yeah, who. Yeah, yeah, but no. I, yeah. Yeah. So I think there are certain people this is more targeted to than others. I, I frankly, I've got a lot of stuff. So I, yeah. I like stuff, but I don't necessarily need more stuff. So I'm curious how it's going to work on that yeah, scale, Well, that's too. true. I've been trying to cut down on my buying but, you know, I was thinking last night, if somebody were to do, you know, a Super Sentai or Power Ranger crate, you know, themed like that, it's like, you know, if it was priced reasonably, sure, I'd probably go for that. Yeah. You know? Um, so, anything else or dive in? We, we will dive in. in. Oh, one of the other things I was thinking about uh, for the crate that I haven't seen, and I think it's a brilliant idea. If you're going to have an action figure in this kind of a crate, mm -hmm. decorate the inside of the crate. Oh, to be As like a diorama. A, yeah. That's awesome idea. So you not only would get an action figure, you get a background or a, a quote-unquote playset. Yeah, that's awesome idea. So I think there's a lot they could do, whether some of these companies are or are not, I don't know. So without further ado, because I think we've had plenty of ado, uh, we're going to open up this loot crate. And we've got, okay, it's... Um, the top of it looks like a keyboard. Yeah, it flips open um, with a box uh, top or whatever. This is one they're doing audio is going to be fun on this. And it looks like it's got a keyboard almost as if you've opened up a bizarre laptop. It's got uh, document share enjoy kind of a thing and a keyboard there as if this is your secret agent uh, computer. Oh, yes. Yes. So on top, we've got a T-shirt um, that is James Bond styled uh it's got guy in a, a tuxedo this is stirred it's got the iris kind of a, a look around it i of course had said i, I need a t-shirt in my size so you're out of luck on those or you get big ones if, if the shirt doesn't work for me but my first question right off the bat was going to be did they think to ask you what size t-shirt you wear and i'm glad they did they did that was one of the few questions i recall uh that i had to fill out was t-shirt size i'm glad they did so um this looks to be, it's a Fruit of the Loom uh, heavy cotton uh, HD shirt, so it looks like decent quality shirt. I have heard complaints on other subscription things where the, the quality of the shirts or whatever is, is lackluster. Well, and this feels like good quality printing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. That definitely fits the theme. Is interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, um, is it something I'll wear? Eh, don't know. I mean, it's not something, oh, wow, I must wear. It's also not something that's like, yeah, there's no chance. I yeah, mean, James Bond looks a little depressed, and he does prefer it shaken, not stirred. Yeah. So I see why he's a bit down in the dumps over this is stirred. I mean, this is a, a not a bad shirt, not a, not a, not a, a home run, but it's like, okay, that's cool. I could see wearing it at a convention or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, but it, it's not also, you know, top choice. I would not have run out and bought it, but I get the humor of it. Yeah. And it does look like a quality production. Yes. So, so far, definitely. so good. Yes. Okay. Next up, we have a stealth wristwatch um, with a press face. Oh, 
This is a thin band uh, uh, strap watch with a, a clasp or uh, uh, a buckle, a buckle type thing. It's from Blink Time, and it looks like it's just all black. So it looks like a wristwatch kind of equivalent of like those Fitbit things. Yeah. But if you push it on the face, it actually shows the time. Yeah. So it's saying it's it's nine thirty nine, and uh, then it kind of goes out or whatever. Yeah, I like that. Um, this is something that. You know, having a watch to wear at a convention, I always need something like this. This could definitely go in that kind of a yeah. a, a deal. Um, now, this is, like I said, from Blink Time. and Looks like a highly adjustable um, band, size-wise. Putting my glasses on so I can see if there's a URL for this. The time shows up in a very readable red. So I would think even in low-light convention uh, environments, you'd be able to read it. And it's a very crisp font. So I was able to read it from about three feet away, looking over at an awkward angle. So This yeah. looks to be done by 5050 GIFs, and it's got Loot Crate on the thing, so I think it's custom for them. Wow. That actually, I think, is really cool. Yeah, I... It's the kind of thing that, again, it's got some functionality to it. Yeah. Um, is it the sort of thing I would have bought at a convention? Probably not. Distributed by Loot Crate Inc. But I could see where if it was, you know, a $5 kind of a thing. Yeah, sure. You know, this yeah. is something I might have bought if it was it was low enough cost. That one I think is cool. Yeah. Um, And again, it, it seems like quality, you know, production type stuff, not just a wow, this is a cheap Chinese knockoff kind of a deal. Yeah. Nothing against the Chinese. They just make everything these days. So if something's going to be made, it's going to be from there, whether it's, you know, almost good, bad, or indifferent. So that one, interesting. Yeah, I I think they did well with this, and I would put this in the definitely contributing towards the getting your value out of this box stack. Let's put these into three groupings. Um, that goes into the, yeah, this is cool. The the shirt, I'm going to say, yeah, that's acceptable. And then we're going to have a, th hopefully not a third category of, okay, what the hell, this is a waste. Yeah. Why was this in the box? Exactly. Yeah. Kind of the uh, the positive, neutral, and, and negative kind of a deal. So yeah, far, and, they're, they're doing all right. Yeah, and I would definitely put this watch in with the keeping to the theme also. Because yeah. when it's just as it is right now, it looks like a plain black band that would be on your arm. You can't tell this is a watch other than the fact that it thickens at a point like a clock face would. It's a clever idea. It is. And again, something you give it to a kid, they could just go nuts over it, whatever. Ooh, yeah. For a spy watch kind of a thing, it's it's a clever idea. It is. All right, next up, we have a, it looks like just a lanyard with a clasp. I assume this goes with something else in the box. I'm going to say yes, because it's a plain black lanyard with a clasp. It's it's like I would hang my employee badge at work on, except it's black. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we've got Field Notes Confidential. It looks like something might have been stuck on that Your earlier. Your classified Field Notes. So this is sticking with the spy theme. I think these are just uh, Loot Crate exclusive. Yeah, they're just notebooks. Okay. So... So little notebooks, they fit in your pocket or a woman's purse because yeah. they're about three by five size. Yeah, yeah, three by five, I think. And uh, they look to be... Um, uh, grid graph paper type stuff. Okay. So, yeah, you, functional, not, oh my God, I, I really need this kind of a deal. Yeah. And I see what you mean about there's a little dot. There's of a little glue. piece of sticky stuff, like something might have been supposed yeah. to have been on there. So I don't know what's up with that. And it may just be that something slid off. 
Uh, we ready for the next, or are you still looking? Uh, one of them's grid, and one of them is um, lined. Oh, okay. Just for what's And again, worth. these are, I don't know how many pages, I'm going to say, uh, 40 40 or 80, and proudly made in the USA. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's worth pointing out. So, handy, useful, but not a must-have. Then we have an EFX Collectibles Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, exclusive. Now, as an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, I will already say I'm liking the sound of this. Now, I can't tell what this is unless we open this, so should I go ahead and open I'd it? I'd say go ahead and open it. All right. Uh, we're doing this with handheld mics, so if you hear a thump, that's that's kind of what's going on there. So hang on, I'm going to hand this to yeah. So it's got a sticker closing the plastic, so I will commend them for protecting your exclusive, even though it makes it a little difficult to uh, tear right into. And I'm guessing it's, I don't know, it's got some kind of covered aspect to it. I didn't think to put scissors handy for this experiment. I didn't really think we'd be getting into uh, sealed items. That was an oversight on my part for our first experience. Yeah, and we should probably have mic stands so I could put this somewhere where you're not talking into both mics. This is, oh, this goes with the, the lanyard goes with this. This is a Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, shield lanyard. It's got the... Um, Hydra. No, actually, it's the uh, the the eagle. Um, oh. The, the S.H.I.E.L.D. eagle uh, thing in kind of a glittery deal. And... It's an official prop replica of the ones that Billy uh, Koenig, uh, Patton Oswalt's character, or one of his characters, uh, gives out to everybody. Nice! So it's it's a recreation of that. So that that's cool. Let me see the... I like that. And it's got a little barcode on the bottom. So yeah, right. on, on both sides, it's got the glittery um, shield logo, the, the bird logo thing. Um, it's got the, the barcode thing beneath it which presumably is your security clearance or whatever and again it's got the um the lanyard to go with it yeah this is the kind of thing i'm sure we're going to see at conventions yes i really don't know that i would have paid for this but it's cool exactly and definitely fits the covert theme yes and the fact it's a, a prop replica of, of shield that that's cool yeah i like that so, so far, yeah, I think that and the watch have been the, the highlights. Yeah. We can go ahead and move the lanyard with it. So now that's out of the what were they thinking <laughs> yes. category. Um, ready for the next item? Yeah. All right. Uh, do want to yeah. put that back in the hang on. Pardon us as we uh, handle the logistics here. Now, the next one is a spy Mad Libs, an actual Mad Lib Mad Libs. And this is by Penguin. I don't know that this was specific for Loot Crate. I don't think it was. But this is the kind of thing that if you're old enough, you know what a Mad Lib is. If you're not, well, basically you ask somebody for an adverb, a noun, an adjective, a bunch of stuff. They give it to you not knowing the story. You fill them into the story and then read the story back and hilarity ensues. This is wonderful flashbacks to uh, road trips from days gone by. For kids, I think that kind of a thing is great. Uh, that's the kind of thing that you know I'm, I, I have zero use for. But again, fits the theme. And so far, you know, it's... But, you know, talking back about that uh, silent auction mm -hmm. you have at work with coworkers who have kids, this might be something to consider tossing in there or just offering to some of your coworkers with mm -hmm. kids. Well, and this is the kind of thing I think a lot of people who get these uh, these crates, um, these subscription boxes, they have kids. It's something for the whole family. It is. Yeah. And yeah. going back to Mad Libs is just a great flashback to childhood. 
And again, this gets it to a wider audience and such. Yeah. All right. So next up, we have a free digital download of Ninjak number one from uh, Valiant. Tells us where to go, and it's got the code for that. Now, I actually have Ninjak number one, the print thing, but I'll go ahead and uh, toss this into Comixology. Um, that's that's cool. That's you know uh, useful, but not again, not a must-have. Mm-hmm. But smart for Valiant to do that. Uh, that costs them. Really not much. They've already got the comic out there. It gets it to a wider audience, so it's not like they've incurred a print cost. And it gives them a way to track. These are the codes we gave to uh, to Loot Crate and see what the success is. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's getting them a wider readership. I don't know if we're going to get one of those sorts of things every month. Well, and it doubles where you have it on your To Be Read stack. Yeah. In terms of it makes it twice as easy for you to read it well, if have you it, already have it in print. I have it in Comixology. I have it in print. Yeah. That's that's just a win all the way around. Um, and it's a smart move for them. Ninjak, uh, for those who are not familiar, one, is, is a good comic, but two, it's a cross between a ninja and a uh, super spy. And in the first issue, they, they reveal Ninjak is really Ninja K, and there's a ninja A, B, C, D, and it's like, oh, wow, that's, that's clever. Whether anything comes of that or not, we'll find out. All right, next item. I believe, is instructions for... Oh, it's a two-part item, we'll say. Start with the instructions. It is a top-secret uh, thing. It's a, a paracord uh, survival bracelet. Uh, these are exclusive to agents of loot. Go figure, loot crate. Military-grade parachute cord. And it tells you how you can unwind the thing. And where to go for more such... Uh, yeah, so it's got the uh, the clasps or whatever. That's one of those things that I think has, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if I'd say it's useful or not. There's a, is it practical or not question in my mind. But again, I could see some kid just going, you know, nuts over this. Uh, Not a bad, not a bad thing. It's it's something that has some sort of value. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and the parachute cord bracelets are really popular with the kids right now. So Considering it covert, I don't know, but. It works. Again, I think there's an audience that'll go nuts over it. For me, it's just, yeah, it's there. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Not a highlight, but certainly um, yeah. interesting. All right. We have a uh, pin button, which is the Loot Crate uh, March 2015 Covert pin. I assume they do one every month, but I don't know. That kind of makes sense. Make sure you just sort of can put it with... The stuff you got out of the crate and know, so you don't have to keep the box. And so or you know if what somebody is really into those sorts of pins and wants yeah. to have a, you know, on their backpack or on their shirt or whatever at a convention, yeah. it's like, ooh, I've got loot crate for this far back or something. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, we also have the loot crate magazine, which is uh, number twenty for this one, and this is something I think they also do digitally on on the site. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think you could download that even if you're not. Uh, getting the crate and this has what all does this have it's uh explains the theme it's uh shows pics from other people who get loot crate it's got uh article on spy films another one on metal gear uh what's in the mega crate worth over twenty four hundred dollars and some other awesome products and stuff so part magazine part catalog uh part explanation of what's in here and again, it's got kind of the, the, what I was suggesting of the, um, you know, uh, packing slip, if you will, but a fancier version of that. Yeah. Kind of a catalog of the contents with pictures and 
Well, and brief explanations, and you know, an article or two. Yeah. Plus the mega creative. What could you have won? Yeah. So I mean, that's that's cool. That's that's again. I've heard others just have a, a sheet at the top or whatever. I think this is the smarter move. Yeah. So it allows you to make sure that you got everything you should have gotten and stuff. I didn't see anywhere there where they were claiming values for any of the particular things. But I think that's probably a smart move anyways. Yeah. Because otherwise it just instigates they they expected this was worth how much? Yeah. And then next, if I can get it out, is the actual Orphan Black comic. Yeah, going back to the boxes about the size of a comic book. Yeah, I think that was one of the the... the Design characteristics. Can they put a comic in there? It really has very little room, almost enough finger room to get it out easily. It well, is I, at the bottom, definitely Loot Crate uh, exclusive. It's a Sarah cover. And the uh, pin was with the side that goes into your shirt up, so it couldn't damage the comic book. Yeah. It's polybagged. It looks to have the equivalent of a backing board in there. So it came in great condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is just like we had expected. It is cover RE, retailer exclusive, go figure. Um, so the only way you could get this is it's a Blue Crate exclusive. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to, over time, track the value of these sorts of things. Mm. I honestly, I read new comics. I don't tend to follow what these kinds of things are worth afterwards that much. Mm-hmm. But um, I can see definitely, you know, it... it Either retaining some value or retaining zero because there's more copies of it than any other version. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll admit it was also one of the things I was curious what they put in there. Yeah. This also gets that comic out into a ton of hands. Yeah. And while I think the Valiant move was smart in so much as it cost them just a postcard, um, IDW obviously had to print all those things. Now, granted, whatever they sold to Loot Crate for should have paid for the printing. It's the... The IDW one, you open it, boom, you can read it right now. Ninjackal, do I have Comixology? Mm. I've got to download it, got to remember to do that. Still, not a not a bad plan. I think the Comixology one has the portability to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the upsides to it. And for like I said, for people like you who've bought the prank copy, it puts it on two to-be-read stacks. And I think that's a definite pro for it. So now that we've gotten the whole box open, You've empty. got basically a screen in the bottom. It's the Covert Computer Pro. Interesting. It's almost like an inverted uh, uh, notebook computer or whatever. The bottom of the box is the screen. So kind of like I was talking a diorama. They yeah. did something similar, just not for action figures. Yeah. You've got a, a QWERTY keyboard, an enter key, a, a fingerprint scanner again on the lid part of it. Um, I'm intrigued by the QR code on the screen where it might take a person. Yeah. And it's got, like, air vents on the inside of the, the boxes, uh, or the edges of the box or whatever. So, interesting. Um, It's got a place for name, password. It, it's something that is least theming the box, and I appreciate they do that. Is it anything that I think people are going to be, oh, wow. Uh, no, but if you've got a young kid, it's something that they could bang on for a bit. And at least they're trying to use the entire box, and I think that's a smart move. Yeah, probably not enough light to get the QR code. It's also orange and white, so... Between you, my, my, you know, not so steady hand holding the box. Can't scan it. I would assume it's. Yeah, there's a QR code on the outside of the box. But I think it's a different QR code. That takes you to a YouTube channel for Loot Crate. So basically anyone who encountered that box while it was in the shipping process. Could have dealt with that, whereas this one they couldn't have. Yeah. 
All right, so that's that's the full contents of this first loot crate. Um, again, lightweight stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the comic was cool; knew it was going to be in there. Curious what, what the other eleven boxes I'll get will have. Mm-hmm. Um, the T-shirt was cool, but not a wow. But it's also not a gee, that's lame. No, but the watch and the uh, Marvel Agents of Shield, I give definite wow points to. Yeah, those are definitely the um, the the highlights of the box for me. None of it was bad. None of it is something I think was just, geez, a waste of time or anything of the sort. Um, so for me, this is, you know, at least in that B range, not quite in that A, but well above average. Well, and honestly. Or at least my expectations, I should say. Well, and honestly, it was more of a whole family aimed thing than I realized. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly think they should be commended for that because I had thought it was more aimed at a single person. Or at just, I don't want to say a fanboy or a fangirl like me, but I hadn't realized it was aimed at families. For something that came sort of out of the convention circuit in terms of the mindset, Mm -hmm. it was not geared towards you are a comic fan, you are a convention going geek or whatever. It it does seem to have a broader appeal Mm -hmm. of just, hey, here's some cool stuff. Yeah. Um. I've seen some others, and I'm thinking, again, it was more nerd block or whatever, where there's more little things to go, like, put on your desk or the little figures and stuff like that. We got none of that this time, and I'm okay with that. I don't need that. Yeah. You know, and that's where you start to get into, do I care about that particular property sorts of issues? Mm-hmm. Here, Orphan Black, Ninjack, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and uh, James Bond. Mm-hmm. Those were the main properties they're targeting. And I could see people saying, I don't care about it, Orphan Black, or I don't care about Ninjak, or a little harder to do that with James Bond. Yeah. Well, and honestly, I think with both uh, Orphan Black and Ninjak, they gave things that were good introductions to the properties. Yeah. So for people who aren't familiar with them or are going at the I don't care because I'm unfamiliar with them, I think they gave good introductory items. Uh, I actually read and reviewed that Orphan Black issue with Drew. Okay. And it's one of those things where I think if you are not a fan of the show, you're not going to get the comic to begin with, except maybe in this sort of a format. But it's hard for the comic to convert you into a fan of a TV show Mm, through a comic. And if you are a fan of the comic, it seemed to cover more or less the same kind of ground as the first half season. And that's why I figured they would need to do in the comic, was give you basically a lot of what we've already had to bring you up to speed and introduce you to the world. Well, most of this is Sarah's journey. Interesting. In the other seven issues of the eight-issue series, we're going to get Helena, we're Mm going to get um, uh, Cosima, we're going to get the other vantage points. Rachel. Rachel, um... And it may give more new material for those since Sarah's been the focal character. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'm curious how that goes. It was one where it wasn't different enough than what I'd read and it seemed to almost be hitting the highlights versus telling a new story. Yeah, I can see that. So how that'll work for somebody new to either the Orphan Black comic, which starting with this, or new to comics, I don't know. But certainly, you know, this was this was interesting. This was fun. Um, what rating would you give this? I think I'd put it in the B range also. I mean, I feel like I could have come out of it more excited, which yes. is why I'm not giving it an A. It certainly is light years from an A plus of, oh, wow, this was amazing. Why yeah. did I wait so long? This was one where, hey, it's cool. It's got some fun stuff. I mean, I'm not disappointed in the least. That's you know. the thing. I'm not either. Um, I'm, I'm certainly willing to fight you for one or two items. No, I'm kidding. 
Uh, <laughs> it's your box after all. Oh, you know, and I am already sitting here thinking, you know, I, I can think of a person you could give the Mad Libs to who would be a really good choice of they've got kids who would probably love that and they're a friend of yours and that kind of thing. I'll be honest, the Mad Libs, I think, was the weakest part of this box and I don't think it was weak per se. All the other stuff I just like better. Yeah, and agreed. But I'm thinking of a friend of yours who was recently telling us that he has a son who's a voracious reader. Mm -hmm. And every time he turns around, his kids just added another book to the Kindle reading list of what he's just read. And I'm thinking that friend might enjoy introducing his sons to Mad Lips. Could be. Could be. As a new take on reading can be an interactive experience. Yeah. Well, and just fun with words, too. Yes. So it was a good thing to put in there, mm-hmm. but just for me personally. Yes. Yes. That was the closest to a miss they had. And it's not like an entire miss. It's like, yeah. I just, it, not something I need, not something I'm likely to use, but I was afraid there was going to be a higher percentage of the box that fell into that category. Yeah. Not every item's going to be for every person. And I didn't know how many of the items were going to be a, okay, we'll put this over here for me and that over there for you versus a put them in the middle and we'll fight over them later. I was watching an unboxing if I forget what type of thing and like the shirt was a Shaun of the Dead shirt. Mm. Okay, Simon Pegg, I like him as Scotty and stuff. He's good mm-hmm. on Mission Impossible or wherever else I've seen him, but not really need a Shaun of the Dead shirt. So that would have been a strikeout for me kind of a thing. Whereas this, it's like, you know, again, whether I wear the shirt or not, it's like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I get the reference. I like the reference. It works. Mm-hmm. So solid B rating. If they can keep up this quality, I could see continuing going beyond the year. Mm-hmm. If they exceed this quality, certainly. Yeah. If it if too many of the boxes dip below, that could be a problem. Yeah. And frankly, I'll be honest, I am expecting one of the 12 to be something of a miss for me. I would expect at least one of the 12 to be a miss, just because it seems like a law of statistics. I was thinking specifically whatever they do around the Halloween time. Oh, yes. The October one is almost guaranteed, I think. To be a horror, supernatural, that the likelihood of that mm-hmm. working for me is low. If that's where they go, and maybe they won't. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, Loot Crate, it's around $18 a month. You can do it on one month, three month, or a year. Try it, don't, whatever. Uh, I just think it was fun to, to get the thing, go through the box, uh, see what we thought. We'll be continuing this on a either continued basic basis or sporadic basis. I mean, part of it depends on the feedback we get, if people mm-hmm. like this or not. Uh, two, if we have time to do it or we get swamped or whatever. And it's entirely possible, particularly in the summer, because we're going to be traveling a-, a bit that some of these may either stack up or mm-hmm. or not. It just, I don't know. And I am curious if others are getting any of the boxes and crates and if so, what their experiences have been in terms of liking the contents or not, etc. Yeah. Well, and uh, again, that brick crate sounded interesting. I would love to to have listeners uh, post on the forum both what they thought of this this episode and also what they think of the different subscription boxes they're aware of, mm-hmm. which ones they get, which ones they don't, and why. Yeah. Because there's a lot more of them out there than I had realized. Yeah. It's quite remarkable. So, anything else? I guess that does it for the first subscription box light. The show notes and forum for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.